You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First in Ten podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Your host, of course, Dave Sturchio, alongside two of the premier podcasters of the Blogging the Boy ne- <laughs> network, and that's Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis. Fellas, a nice, um, it was a nice off week, right? We got to sit back, kick back, and relax a little bit today. I mean, for whatever reason, it's never like the 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 week off that you think it's going to be because you think like, all right, I want to stress about the Cowboys. But then like you start stressing a little bit more about fantasy for whatever reason. And then like you put in some bets and you're starting to stress about that. So it was never no stress, but the Cowboys didn't play a game this weekend. So that's nice. Uh, they remain stay put at six and two behind uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who moved this past Thursday, moved to eight and oh. And um, is it eight and oh or nine and oh? Yeah, they're eight and oh. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, what? Eight, eight, no, you're okay. Right. Just making sure. All right, so eight, no. Um, and then uh, obviously the Giants are staying there at six and two, and then the Washington Commanders drop a heartbreaker today uh, to the seven and one Minnesota Vikings. Which again, I look around the NFC and I I, I see a lot of storylines developing. One of them being um, just how fraudulent these Vikings could be. I really don't I don't buy into the fact that there's some world beating team, but I digress with that. Tony, you enjoy your week off, dude? Yeah, you know, it was good to sit back and watch some football games. Um, I was talking to my wife about it, and she was like, "Man, it's it's kind of boring without the Cowboys on." I'm like, "Yeah, it's we're, it's called you know stress free viewing. I'm I'm enjoying this for one week, and then we'll get right back to it next week." Yeah, I was like I said, it's it's never actually stress free, but as far as the Cowboys are concerned, it was very nice um, to see. You know, to not have to worry about winning or losing. Bye weeks to me is as much as we all love the game and we all love the Cowboys. Like bye weeks for me are my favorite weeks of the year. <laughs> Just like this is it a you know the grind of being a fan it takes the years off your life, and then we get to finally kick back and have a stiff drink or two. Uh, Aiden, enjoying the week off, dude. We're all good. I mean, what if I'll, I'll throw a better question at you uh, than I did to Tony? Just saying, hey man, did you have some fun. You know, like my question to you, Aiden, is what the heck can you make of the NFC right now after this? this Sunday slate of games? Well, I think the main takeaway is that the NFL is highly unpredictable. And when we, when we walked into the season, all assuming that the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, the normal squad was going to be the teams to beat in the NFC through eight weeks. It's, we already know that that's not the case. I'm still just, I'm waiting for one team to really cement themselves as like the, okay, this is the bills of the NFC. And I just, I get the Eagles are 7-0. I get the Vikings are 7-1. I just don't feel like there's the Bills of the NFC, and maybe that's just because, I don't know. You, the you, Bills corrected, are... you corrected me with the Eagles before yeah. and called them 8-0. Oh, now you're 7-0. Oh. <laughs> did I say 7-0? Oh, you okay. did. <laughs> Come on now. You got All my right. head. So I'm trying to figure that out, too, and Tony, I'll throw it to you, too. Like, and like People are roasting me on Twitter, and that's okay. I, I'm, I welcome all roastings, especially when guys like, you know, 
Howman come after me, you know, for no reason whatsoever. We'll get into that debate in a second. But what I will say is, Tony, the NFC have a 8-0 team. It has a 7-1 team. It has team. The Cowboys are 6-2. The Giants are 6-2. Can you the make... The division-leading Falcons are 4-5 and five, if you exactly. want to do them. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I mean. Like, does anybody stand out to you? Because I get roasted on Twitter all the time when I say the Eagles, to me, are... I understand 8-0 is 8-0. You can't, like, discredit that, right? They won eight games in a row, no losses. Great. So they're the number one team in the NFC. But every time I see them take the field... Uh, a la Thursday night when they give up a couple points to the Texans right away, right? And they're struggling. They spot the Jaguars 14 points. They beat the, the Lions by three. You know what I mean? Like the Eagles team, while they have the stats and they have the players, are they kind of, you know, kind of writing themselves as the one seed right now to you? Or is it is still wide open? You know, it, I mean, they got obviously they're in the pole position for that. But when you kind of look at the NFC in totality, I, there isn't a much confidence that there is some juggernaut kind of like Aiden said, right? When you look in the AFC, the, the bills lost this week, obviously they lost to the jets, which is, you know, a, a quality win for the jets, but does anybody doubt the legitimacy of the bills, right? It's like, you just don't doubt the legitimacy of the bills. And I'm going to come off as a Cowboys Homer, a fan, you know, a fanboy when I say this, but I watched the Eagles and I'm like, they do things messy. Like I, I said it and I, and I kind of got smoked for it too. I'm like, this defense is shaky. Like I know they're supposed to be this like world beater and everybody's like, Oh my God, the Eagles eight. No. And they look great. But I'm, I'm watching the team that I'm honestly not that scared of. I know they're good and you're obviously they're better than they were. And you got to have some respect for them being eight. No, but I, I look at these teams in this conference and you look at the Vikings and they got to scrap it out against, you know, with Washington. It's just like, how can you sit here and say the Cowboys aren't in the upper echelon in the NFC and in that conversation of the best team in the conference, it'd be silly to leave them out. I say, you know, it's funny because, you know, there are old school people like myself who like as soon as the Packers drop one to Detroit and you see the Packers now at three and six, I'm like, oh, we're going to get the angriest version of Aaron Rodgers we've ever seen next week. And we'll get into the Packers in a little bit. But, you know, watching these teams, even Brady to the very end, you know, has to drive down the field and showed a little Tom Brady-esque of like the old. But, you know, Scotty Miller definitely made up for all the big bonehead drop in the end zone. He even caught like four balls on the last drive. But what I will say is that, you know, even like guys like my father, who, who again, he'll be the first one to tell you they stink or they're good, right? Like he's, he's not, he's, he's, there's no gray area. He looked at me today and he said, you know, dude, th this is, this could be it, you know, because this, this year you're looking around this NFC and I'm not saying win the Super Bowl, but at least get over the hump of what we've been. We haven't been past the division around since 95. So it's been a long, long time. Yeah. I was thinking about this on Thursday. If the playoffs started today, the Cowboys would face, the Atlanta Falcons in the first round, and then probably the Philadelphia Eagles in the second round to advance to the NFC Championship. As far as a playoff run goes, that seems like a very easy path to the NFC Championship for me. And I don't think it's going to, when we get to January, I don't think that path is going to look exponentially harder than it is right now. You, you know, and this take could get, you know, can burn me at the end of the day, but Everything that's built around this 2022 season, that's all I care about right now is this defense is elite. It's one of the best, if not the best in the league. And everything that's falling around them just makes this season and this team feel like everything is for the taking, right? I mean, we got an offense that's literally getting better by the week, finally getting our quarterback. He's getting to a rhythm. We dropped 49 last week, and I don't think the offense was, like, perfect. You know what I mean? There were some things that they left out on the field. Obviously, the second half was a little tougher than the first half, but just there isn't 
this like you said, um, Dave, <laughs> this is a season and you're like, man, like if I, I don't know if I should believe this or trust this because I don't want to get hurt, but everything seems to be stars aligning with this team. And it's just honestly, why couldn't it be them? I, it's just, you just can't tell me that it couldn't be. Yeah, I mean, look, there's just I don't know, man. I I see this Cowboys team and, and what we're seeing right now. And you know what? Tom Brady actually said this after like three or four weeks of football. He said there's a lot of bad football being played. And we all kind of looked at Tom like, well, maybe it's just you, Tom. You know, maybe you're just the you know the fossil out there running around like you just you have no business being out there. But now you look around this league and like outside, I don't know if you guys noticed this or, or knew this, but outside that big play by the uh by the Rams with, with um uh cooper cup right with that one outside of that they didn't have a first down in the fourth quarter you know against the bucks not one first down so it's like you're looking at teams across the league and yeah the eagles are the ones that you kind of circle because of the record but like even the 49ers have their bugaboos right but the 49ers to me they're built very similar to the cowboys so if i had to like put my finger on the pulse of somebody to keep your eye on this year going down the stretch it's the 49ers and the reason why i say that is you know, yes, are the Seattle Seahawks a lot of fun to watch right now? Sure. But will that kind of come to, you know, will that kind of come to earth too? I think so, right? I mean, like how it's Geno Smith. He's been in the league for nine years, 10 years. Why all of a sudden are we supposed to think like, I can't believe we never, nobody's ever seen this talent. Right now he's catching fire and that happens in the NFL, right? They catch fire. They win some games. I just look at the 49ers built similar to the Cowboys in, in that they have, a nice running game now with McCaffrey back there, right? A one-two punch with whoever they have. I mean, it's at the point now where they just – you could put – insert anybody behind McCaffrey and it'll be a good, good one-two punch. And then you see, like, Debo on the outsides, two-hour potential CD lamb, right? And then you see their tight end Kittle, and we have four comparable tight ends. You know what I mean? So, like, their offensive line is decent when healthy. So is ours. Their defense is built to get to the quarterback and make some turn. So is ours. So it's, like, very similar to the 49ers. But going forward, I'm looking at this NFC, and I'm just like, man – this is this is it. Like if they, if they think they have this window, and usually these windows they close very very quickly. Like you see, what the Rams did last year, they sold their souls to get to a Super Bowl. Right? They're they're paying guys that we're about to talk about. They're paying defensive guys that come in like Von Miller. Like they're paying all these guys last year just to get there and get it done. But now, where are your draft picks? Where's your future? And now you're struggling with the guys you have on your roster. Good luck. That window shut. Right. The Cowboys have prided themselves in great drafts. We cover the draft every year. Right. I mean, we see that how these guys are finding talent in the third and fourth rounds. So it's just like you're looking at this Cowboys team and you're like, why not us? And I have a hard time like trying to determine why not us? Like you can't like Tony, if I had like gun to your head, which is the cliche thing, very, uh, very Italian of us gun to your head, Tony, why not us? Like what, what would be the one thing that's like kind of keeping you back from saying like, oh, I don't know history because it's not you know it's not really this team i think they have everything i think they have an elite top 10 level quarterback they have a defense that is you know top five at just being modest an offense that we have scratched the surface on something that can really go and do some things some favorable matchups in the conference like seriously the only thing to hold me back is our history since 1995 thinking this team can't do it aiden do you see any division i mean look yes we've dissected their run defense right but at the end of the day if you get up on a team, it doesn't matter what our run defense does. Cause if we're up 14, they got to abandon that stuff. You know what I mean? So like outside of the run defense being a little bit of a suspect unit, like, do you see a, a, like, why not us? Why, why besides history what Tony just said, the one thing I'll say is that 
And this is the cliche thing that we got. We heard thousands of times last year and we've heard it over the last few years. I don't know if the Cowboys have been like truly tested this year with in terms of the opponents they've played. Love the win against the Bengals. Love the win against the Rams. But what we've seen this year is that both teams can be very inconsistent at times and they fell flat against the Cowboys. Not take anything away from those wins. But then outside of that, the two toughest teams they've played are the Bucks and Eagles in which they lost both. I, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's saying Dak's played nobody and he's a trash quarterback because he only accumulates stats against bad teams. But I would like to see, I mean, the Vikings game is going to be a big test and then the rematch against the Eagles on Christmas Eve, another big test that I'm going to be very interested in. What you're saying, Aiden, makes complete sense, but I counter it with the sense that it's Cooper Rush. That was the test, right? Because every game that Cooper Rush plays, if it's the Bengals, if it's the Bad News Bears, like it's going to be tougher than if it was Dak Prescott. So I think this team makeup is better off for that month, five games. Now that Dak Prescott's out there, we know what the rest of this team looks like. If Dak just goes out there and, and be himself, this team should be in really good hands moving forward. I, I agree, but I want to see it. Right. Like, that's yeah. that's 100% what I was just going to say. Like, while we're just like, hey, you know, the Eagles beat Cooper Rush, so, you know, fall back a little bit. And we're like, and I agree with that. I'm like, well, you know, you haven't seen us at our, our best. But I will say what we've seen out of Dak Prescott um, is is literally a, you know, uh, the chance that there's a massive wasp in my attic and I didn't know. And I'm looking at it <laughs> as we go. As <laughs> this. So hopefully if I don't drop dead over the next couple minutes, the wasp didn't get me. Um, but anyway. What happens is with Dak Prescott is you you have to you have to see it. And every time we've been tested with Dak on a big, big stage recently, I'm not talking about overall 2016. He was beating the Steelers on the road. He was doing all this crazy stuff. And we're like, this is great. You know, but this year and last year, the last time we saw him tested was a the divisional. Uh, I'm sorry, the wild card round against the San Francisco 49ers, where we just got punched in the mouth, never looked back. And then the opener against Tampa Bay, where there was no, hey, how's his ankle going to fare? How's it? Had there? What about these injuries? And he just came out flat. So now you watch Dak Prescott over the last couple of weeks. It's like there he is, but then you're like, all right, that was Detroit and Chicago. You know what I mean? So it's like okay, like and then yeah, of course Chicago played really well today. They they still lost to Miami and Detroit just beat Green Bay. So you're just like, all right, well, what about that? What I'm saying is is pretty much what you just alluded to. Uh, Aiden was the fact that Dak has not and the Cowboys have not been tested these next two games for the Cowboys and we'll get into the Packers in a couple minutes but these two games because after that you got the Texans of the world you got the Jaguars of the world right those games are going to be I said this I think the other day either blogging the boys put out a, a graphic saying like what's the record going forward what's the record at the end of the year with the halfway mark here and I'm like they can win 10 games in their sleep that like they don't even have to you know what I'm saying like they don't have to try and they'll, they'll get 10 wins so it's a matter of winning those close games. And I think that the the ones coming up are the biggest test. And it will be Dak's job to show us something because we've seen Rodgers of what he's done against bad defenses in the past couple of weeks. So now I think he's going to have his hands full, right? And I think Aaron Jones got banged up. I'm not sure. He left the game, I believe. So it's like very interesting to see what, what happens over there because A.J. Dillon, as much of a battering ram as he is, I don't know if he can carry the load like that. I'm not sure yet. Right. But then like you look at this Packer team and then the Vikings. And then like, again, this is going to be the big test. And I, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Aiden, that we haven't seen it yet. So, yeah, it, it makes sense. And like I, I said it earlier, I was talking to my buddies about it. Like, I don't care what the Packers 
record is it's it's still Aaron Rodgers it's still Lambeau Field and we still get that monkey on our back so to speak so I'm not gonna I go mean Dak up. has beat him there he has right he has <laughs> and for sure and but that's the thing like yeah I just I feel uncomfortable when it comes to these guys like we can joke and Aaron Rodgers isn't playing well that's the flat out truth but you know this game's gonna mean something it's gonna mean something to Mike McCarthy I hope they don't go in there tight you know after or flat after a bye week it's just this game's gonna be important I don't care if they're three and six or six and three so you know like you said the test is gonna be there we'll take it one week at a time but you're right there we can learn a lot about this football team over the next two weeks do you guys by any chance know what the record was or what did we do after a bye last year did we win we beat the Vikings on Halloween Okay, so now, so now Mike McCarthy's had 14 seasons. He's 10 and four off a of bye. So, yeah, you like that. We like that, right? Like just Cousins style. You like that. I like that, right? We all like <laughs> that record. So clearly the Cowboys gotten healthier. Things are kind of moving in the, uh, the right direction as far as the health is concerned. Even with guys like Dak and Zeke and everybody's kind of been banged up regardless. Another week to, to recover. Great. However, this morning, we woke up to some fun news about the Cowboys and their possibility to add a free agent wide receiver. Now, look, we missed out apparently from some reports, and I, I don't remember ever reading about the, the trade offer for Jerry Judy. I don't know if that's a real thing. I'm not, I saw that from Dove Kleiman over on Twitter. I, I don't remember ever seeing that outside of today. Was that true? I'm reading that it's true. I'm reading that we offered a second, and that's the highest we were willing to go for Judy. Jeez. If we got Judy for a second, I would have been, I would have been, been dancing around. Yeah. So yeah. Judy was offered, and then they also offered for obviously Brandon Cooks, who seems to be very happy that he's stuck around in Houston, <laughs> um, based <laughs> off his tweets and and threats and whatever else he's got. But see, it seems to me that the Dallas Cowboys were after a wide receiver. Now that the trade deadline's come and gone, you look to the free agency. You look to one guy in particular. Reports coming out that the Cowboys are in on Odell Beckham Jr. Now. We all know what Odell is. We all know what Odell has done in his past, right? And it all starts with the one-handed catch. Everybody gets excited about it. Guess what? Giants caught the L, so I don't really care about that catch. I never did care about that catch. And now people do that on a Thursday night in their sleep. Like, th those kind of catches just come every week at this point. What I will say is that Odell Beckham has indeed found his way out of situations. The Giants, he went over to Cleveland. He hated that. He got out of there, too. So every locker room that he's stepped into so far – before the Rams was a little bit of a, a tr trash situation, right? It just didn't it didn't end well. But then he goes to the Rams and scores a bunch of touchdowns in about seven games worth, right? And goes out there and tears his ACL, but at the same time, he well, he won himself a Super Bowl, right? I mean, that, he was on that roster. He was in that game. He was right at the rock. He wins a Super Bowl. There's no drama. He's now a free agent. He goes away. There's people that are all about this, like myself, and there's people that are against this, like, other writers on this website, right? Like bloggingtheboys.com. There are people against this. I ask you guys, Tony, I'll start with you. Yay or nay on Odell Beckham Jr. being your second or third receiver on this team? 100% yay. And and I'll tell you why. It's it's simple for you me. You said yay. That's actually really good. <laughs> 100% yay. So, um, but to me, like, I think this is, is more bigger picture of where the Cowboys see it. And this is what I love because I think they understand what this year is. I think they understand where they are. And it's not just a, um, you know, it's not just something that isn't real. Like this team truly believes that they're, they're, a quality level football team and they think that they're one piece or one wide receiver away from making that happen so you we see them strike out on brandon cooks and they see and we see them strike out on jerry judy and then they go and instead of being like hey well we tried now they're like okay 
we still want to we still want Odell Beckham. We still want to bring somebody in here that can help us and take us over the top. And Odell Beckham specifically, if you look at his situation, Giants were a dumpster fire when he was there. So understanding a young kid out in New York City, superstar, doesn't know how to handle it. It's a bad situation with a bad front office. Then he goes to Cleveland, and, and Cleveland's been a mess, and they're still a mess, and they'll probably always our, remain a mess. Our existence of right. living, right. Then he goes to the Rams with a stable coach, a stable you know roster, a stable front office, and it's like, oh, my God, Odell Beckham's fine, and he's going to be Super Bowl MVP before he tears his ACL. So it's like, I'm going to give this kid – and I call him a kid because we're older than him, but I'm going to give this kid an opportunity and I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway because I have faith in this locker room. I have faith in Dak Prescott. I have faith in these guys and the leadership on this team that if this kid comes in, he's going to be completely fine. And guess what? You can't really emulate the talent that he can bring. And this is a move that a team who believes they have a chance to win a Super Bowl, they go out there and make this move. So I'm 100% in on Odell Beckham Jr. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Aiden, what's your thoughts on uh, OBJ in Dallas? I'm in on OBJ, and I do want the Cowboys to sign him for the right price. The one thing I'll say is I think there's a lot of people who expect Giants OBJ to show up on the Cowboys roster, and I'm I'm thinking if we sign OBJ, he's clearly going to be the wide receiver three behind, um, obviously, CD and Gallup. And I'd expect him to be splitting a decent amount of time with Noah Brown as well. He's not going to he's not going to take a reception 80 yards to the house anymore. That's just he does his speed's not there especially with the two torn ACLs. But what I do love about OBJ specifically for the Cowboys, he's still a big body guy in the red zone. He's going to make the touchdown catches. We saw it in the Super Bowl. And for a Cowboys offense that sometimes sputters in the red zone, I'd love to give Dak a big body receiver out other than Michael Gallup to make those red zone catches. I simply like the signing of OBJ for the attention that he's going to draw. You know what I mean? Like you put him on the field, regardless of the fact that if he has the, the same breakaway speed that he once had, or, you know, can he take a two yard slant 80 to the house? Probably not, but you got to account for him to be on the field. And this is no disrespect to Noah Brown in the season he's had, because Noah Brown is having himself a great year, especially when Cooper rush was looking his way a lot more. Like when OBJ is lined up in the slot, let's just say, like, you got to account for him. When Noah Brown lines up in the slot, they might say, like, hey, linebacker guy, go over there and just pay attention. Just keep an eye on him. We don't really expect him to do much, but just, you know, keep an eye. If OBJ is on the field, along with CeeDee Lamb, along with Michael Gallup, along with the, the, the tight ends that we have, along with the running back, there's going to be a lot of just confusion by other defensive coordinators. They're going to say, okay, 
if he's a decoy, it doesn't matter. You still got to account for him. He, he can get no targets, and it would still be like, I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? So that, that's what's up, Tony. No, I was just I was waiting for your thought there, but I I'm cool with him being like a two B, right? And I and I love I like Noah Brown at as a wide receiver three, and I love him as a wide receiver four. So if he can come in here and just be that two B, right? He doesn't have to be better than Michael Gallup. He just has to be better than Noah Brown for this team to, to be a better football team. He's going to open things up, like you said, for CD Lamb. Michael Gallup's getting healthier every single week. And Noah Brown on a fourth corner where he's your fourth wide receiver, that that's an upgrade because we've seen what he's done at the three slot. This is just a no-brainer move if they can make the money work. Yeah, I you, mean, you would think you would think Noah Brown would be on board. <laughs> like, yes, please. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I will ball out if I have the fourth corner or a, a linebacker trailing me the entire time. You know what I'm saying? Like, this could open up a lot of things, right, Aiden? Yeah, I I'm completely with you. I don't know if I'd call him a two. I think it would be more of a three A slash solid wide receiver three. I don't think he's gonna be on the level as Gallup. The one question I have for y'all is: Do you guys want just a end of the season contract, or do you guys want us? to sign him for like a year and a half, I guess. I'm, I'm interested to see how this all works out. If, again, look, we can't, I, I try to, I prefaced this today in my first tweet of the morning. Like, guys, brace yourselves for this, none of this to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can get excited. And usually when there's smoke, there's fire. But there are other teams that are in this rate. They want the services of one OBJ. So do you A lot of teams that lost today, by the way, too. The Packers, very yes. Very true. So, now I would say, like, are, is he down to the Bills and the and the Cowboys, right? And all of a sudden, you're like, would you line up next to Stephon Diggs and get Josh Allen, or do you want to go with C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott? Like, I don't know. I don't know what you would choose. But we're living in a world where it is a possibility. Now, what I would say contract-wise, I would definitely put him on a prove-it throughout the rest of this. You know, I don't know what you do with that. Like, as far as – it's not even like a – you can't sign somebody to a couple months, right? It's like, what are they – it's well, like a veterans minimum or something like that, or something. Well, yeah, you'd you'd give them the you'd give them. It's almost prorated, right? So you you give them this year one year deal, whatever it is. You have it be prorated to nine, eight games, whatever it is. But so it's really a one year deal. But it's and it prorated. ends at the end of the year, right? You could, yeah. but I think what he wants, and I think he's a non-starter if it's not a multi-year deal. So basically, you kind of you give him a two, give him a three with an out. You know, you make it incentive laced if, you know, if he's a pro bowler, if he gets catches, if he gets receptions, like whatever the yardage is like, that's where you kind of do it. And I think that's where the Cowboys live. The situation for the Cowboys is I think Jerry Jones is going to be able to talk him into a situation, but it's like, does he like it better than being in Buffalo? Does he like it better than being in Green Bay? I totally agree. And that's (laughs) where the Cowboys, there's no state tax. Right. You're going to a warm weather city. You're going to where you can be a star with a star on your helmet. Right. Like these are things that he really cares about. And but then you sit there and think, like, what does he think about the situation? We love the idea and think the Cowboys are that close. And he's that one piece. Does he think that about this organization? And I guess that will be remain to be seen. He he should. You know what I mean? Why would you not like think about it? It's like a fighter going into a big fight. Like you think you're going to win? Like, eh. (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, No, he should know that he's the piece. Well, he knows he's, pick, he's picking, you know, he's picking situations, right? So does he see Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and go, love that? Or does he go, okay, I can be in Dallas and be a superstar with C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott. I love that. So you got to figure out, like, where his mind's at, really. If we're going based off of last year, it seems like he's okay just buying a one-way ticket to the Super Bowl, and that would be the Bills this year. But we'll see. I don't know, man. I'm like, not, what, I don't know. I, you know, it's funny. Like, none of us have lost confidence in the Bills, right? Because of their loss against the Jets this week. But, like, 
now all of a sudden you're like, oh, all right. Like all of a sudden you got the, now that dream scenario of getting to the Super Bowl and a Diggs versus Diggs thing. Now I don't think that like all of a sudden, like we're like, I don't know, man, we can't beat those guys. Like the Jets just beat those guys so that any team can be had. And right now the situation for the Cowboys to sign Odell Beckham Jr. and get somebody else to stretch the field. Like that's just, I'm sorry. There's no loss in this. Now, one more question before we get to the Packers and put a bow on this one today. Um, what's your price, Tony? I mean, look, we just let Amari Cooper go for a bag of balls because he was making $20 million, right? So, like, it, let's just say two years is the absolute minimum, but he's only going to go for three years, right? He, he, he wants and needs, if he's going to go anywhere, he wants and needs a three-year contract. So what is your hypothetical number you're willing to give an OBJ right now, given the situation? Now, look, we all know the cap situation for Dallas. We all know that Stephen Jones is as strict as they come when it comes to the the uh, the imaginary thing known as the NFL salary cap. So I'm looking at this as a three-year deal. What would you give them, and how would you structure it to make sure the Cowboys don't find themselves burned completely? It's tough because, like, I think annually, annual co- contract, you'd probably want around or more than Michael Gallup, right? And what did Michael Gallup get, like, 13 and a half? Like, it's – like, that's what he's going to want. Like, Oof, I but can't even remotely stomach that right now. <laughs> but that, the, the that's reality, what I'm – okay. Well, that's the thing, though. He's going to he's going to command that and and his market is going to be robust. You know what I mean? So it's like if you want to be in the ballpark, if it doesn't start with a team, you're not even going to get him close on the team on the team. Like and it's in the <laughs> there's way. A, the, there's your quote of the day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just it, I think I'm more comfortable in the two year deal range. Right. I think if you can get him for two for twenty eight, two for twenty six with a lot of incentives built into it, I think you're in the ballpark. But um, it, coming off of ACL, you know the Cowboys are gonna you know, they're gonna protect themselves. It's not gonna be a clean cut thing. It's gonna be incentive laden. But without that, really, I mean, I could be completely off base and he signs for one for eight. But you know, I, that's where I'm gonna stand. I think it's gonna be two for like twenty something. You know what I mean? Aiden, where you feel? I mean, I, you and me, Aiden, probably on the same page here. But go ahead. My thing is, is if you're signing him for the rest of the year, I'm comfortable if the Cowboys want to give him. 14 15 million because of our salary cap situation right now like if we know that he's just going to be off the books by the end of the year and that i mean you can you then have some an end in the negotiations because he just played for you i'd be fine giving him the bag because of our salary cap situation we're talking two three years unless we have like very very like cowboy friendly we can get out at this point we can get out that point i don't know if i'm breaking 12 million and i I think I'm with Tony where I don't think that's gonna do it. So just well, remember right this now. though. What? I just remind you on this the money's about to explode in the NFL. So this 14 is, is 14 isn't gonna feel like 14 next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I worry about that, but then I'm like, you sign Odell to a three year deal where it's like in that range, 14, 15, right? A year, and maybe it is maybe it is front loaded, so we're not crushed on the back end. But like you're saying good, you're basically saying goodbye to Brown, Washington, Fajoko, like they're all gone. Like there's no way you keep all these guys. And for you two specifically, you could be saying goodbye to Ezekiel Elliott. That's very listen, I'm, man, I'm listen, swearly listen, listen, in the camp. putting that on us, by the way. <laughs> you guys are the Ezekiel Elliott guys. I'm just saying, if you want OBJ, it might cost you Zeke. It just all right. So we how did you feel? And I guess it's a hypothetical that not, doesn't matter, but Cooper one for twenty or or Odell one for fourteen. Who would you rather have? Odell Beckham in a heartbeat. 
Wait, I mean, say that one more time. So Wait, if what? you had Amari for that $20 million cap this year or Odell Beckham healthy for one for 14, you know what I mean? You would, you would, I think, I, I think the Cowboys would be happy with the 6 million in the pocket. I don't know. I think so too. Yeah, of course. But we've, yeah, seen, that's, what, that's we've seen what Amari's doing in Cleveland. I'd rather have Amari than. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really thinking about point, what though. they would do. I'm just saying to Aiden's point uh, where okay. he's like, if it's a one year deal, give him 20. You know what I'm saying? Like who gives if, if it actually makes sense and dollars make sense. And the one year deal, give him whatever he needs. If this is the piece that's going to get us to where we want to go, then by all means, give him a, a, a brand new Ferrari at the, th- you know, like I don't care. Get him in the door, get him suited up, let him wear 13 or whatever the hell he wants to do. Oh, no, he can't. Wow. No, uh, he can't he, wear 13. What did he wear in college? 13? Three. Know. Three. Three. Boom. Du- yeah. Is there anybody with three? Yeah. Who? Anthony Brown. <laughs> ah, oh, yeah. God damn. Um, I don't know. Give him zero. I don't care. Just get him in the field. I, I I don't care. It would be a great addition. And anybody who's like, oh, he's so toxic and he's such a piece of crap. And this guy, I can't believe he just ruined this team. And this, that, and the third. Like, guys, I don't know if you know this, but people change. Right? Like, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that guys can mature over time. You put him in New York as a rookie, he's going to be treated like a New York rookie and a superstar. The guy makes one catch and he's on the cover of Madden six months later. You, they did this to themselves, okay? And then Cleveland, Baker Mayfield's a junk quarterback, so it's like you're dealing with that. Plus, you need to – it's Cleveland. It's like a miserable town outside of LeBron when he was there. You know what I mean? So it's just like a bad area. And then you go to Hollywood and you flourish. You flourish. Yeah. And now we can go back to Hollywood adjacent with Dallas. You know, you and I'm going to oh, – sorry, Aiden. I, I just want to say this. It's not Odell-specific. It's the kind of the situation-specific. I'm, I'm getting – People are driving me nuts with the whole don't sign Odell Beckham because you admit that you're wrong about the Mari Cooper situation. I, 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 So these there's a lot of people out there that don't want Cowboys to sign a wide receiver because then they would admit they're wrong. I would absolutely love for this team to admit they're wrong and understand that they're still one piece away. We can understand that the Mari Cooper situation wasn't handled properly and still want to go full in and win the football game. Like, I'm not going to not make a move now because I made a move six months ago. Like, it's just like, why would you put yourself and tie a hand behind your back? So I've been seeing that. I've been hearing that a lot. They're like, well, you can't can't trade away a second round pick when you just sold Amari Cooper out. And it's like you can't if you think you're going to win. And it wasn't Amari Cooper. So sorry. But is this and to that point, like, do you like I've seen a lot of this, like if the Cowboys go out and sign OBJ, is this the Cowboys conceding and saying, like, we made a big, big mistake letting Amari Cooper go? I would love for them to do that because that's at least they're being honest with themselves. If You know what I mean? I don't want them to live in denial just and just be them, worse. Just the, just the offers. Just the and offers, right? Like They know it. I mean, they, them being in on Cooks, Judy, talking about Odell Beckham, they know it. They Like, the team I, they've already this. Right. They've already yeah. admitted it. They've already admitted it's, it without admitting it. It's also worth noting, yes, it would be a somewhat – of a suggestion that yeah we screwed up on Cooper, but it, it's it's also a suggestion like they're also suggesting at that point that okay Jalen Tolbert didn't pan out how we planned for him to pan out, and the James Washington injury is hampering us a little bit more than we'd like to let on. Yeah, agree. And we talked about it last week. I mean, without Noah Brown out there, only Gallup and C.D. Lamb for wide receivers caught balls. Like that's unacceptable. If you want to go further, forty-two points on offense. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, and that's insane. But like, I want to score fifty-two. <laughs> you're talking. Listen, you don't have to tell me about fifty burgers. I'll eat them for dinner, breakfast, <laughs> lunch, all those meals. Um, all right. So obviously, it, there's going to be a lot of coverage uh, throughout the week on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network about the Green Bay Packers as they're with Dallas Cowboys return from their bye. Going to Green Bay, Lambeau Field. It's going to be November, probably a little colder than normal. You know, things are 
I, listen, I'd rather play him in early November than late December. Trust me on that one. Trust everybody on that one. But when we look at this game and you're looking at the Green Bay Packers of this year, they are three and six. They've lost five straight. Like they have completely spiraled out of control. Rodgers is yelling at everybody every week. And, you know, not for nothing, a lot of those passes were all Rodgers this week. There was not even a sight to be seen. A half those balls were underthrown. He doesn't look right. He might be a whole lot of washed. He might look like the new Russell Wilson without the cringe, except for the fact that he's, you know, yelling at his own teammates. They might have lost another lineman. They might have lost an Aaron Jones. Tony, the question is, and I said this on, I basically pulled an RJ Ochoa on RJ's post, and I said, Oh, we're doomed. It's 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 the Packers. Like it's the the angry Packers right now. We're so screwed. Do you is there any shred of that, or do you think that the Cowboys will put the foot on the throat and say, you know what, we're the Cowboys this year? You know, good luck, Aaron, going forward. I always have a healthy amount of respect for our opponents, and I have a healthy amount of respect for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I think if he's on his game, he could beat us. Like that's just Aaron Rodgers in history. I say that to say, and we've talked about it a few times, Dave. This. This season feels different. I think this Cowboys team is different than the teams we've seen in the past. I think the Cowboys can go out there and kind of take the Packers behind the woodshed. Um, you know, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Like you said, Bakhtiari's hurt. I saw Eric Stokes, Stokes the cornerback. down today, too. Yeah, like, you know, Eric Stokes on a walking boot with crutches. You know, Dobbs is hurt with crutches. Like, they have some a lot of pieces on this team that are banged up. Aaron Rodgers, his finger is not 100%. He's not clicking with any of his receivers. Like, this is a type of game to go and kind of bury the Packers with Mike McCarthy going back to Green Bay. There's going to be a lot of emotion behind it, and you've got two weeks to prepare for it. I, I expect the Cowboys to go out there and have a, a hell of a performance, to be honest with you. Now, it, it's funny because I did. I, one of my colleagues had told me last week. Now, before, like, I don't know the line right now, but last week the Packers were favored by four. What is it now? Cowboys are favored four and a half. I saw what? two and a half. Am I wrong on that? I, that I was actually wrong that you know, much? I yeah, saw Cowboys see. at two and a half, but I could be I'll wrong. Take, hold on. Oh, I, can, I hate that yep. crap. <laughs> As of our, so we're recording this at 822 uh, uh-huh. Eastern time. Uh, RJ tweeted this at eight on the dot. Said Dallas Cowboys have opened up as four and a half point favorites for their week 10 matchup against the Packers. I hate that. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I hate that. It's like saying like, Rogers, I know you're having a really crappy year. And uh, oh, yeah. By the way, you're underdogs at your house. It's like, oh, God, it's just gross. But look, you said it good. Uh, very well. Uh Tony, where this could be the foot on throat moment, like the Cowboys should be favored in this game. The Cowboys are on paper right now, healthier, better, better at the skill positions, better at the the defensive side of things. When I looked at the Green Bay Packers defense after the draft, I said, oh boy, they really geared up. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be good on defense. That's exactly what Rodgers needs because they're going to have to be thrown to a lot of young guys. They might not come across a lot of points like, you know, without Devontae Adams and sure as hell, we all watched them play the the, the Lions today and they barely got into the end zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, they didn't, they didn't. you're oh, right. Oh, they didn't. Yeah. I thought they yeah. almost did. They got called back. Um, but it's just like, to me, I'm just like, oh, okay, the Packers, well, I'm going to say this boldly. They stink. <laughs> the Packers are a bad, <laughs> bad football team. And I'm telling you right now, maybe that is a recipe for all of us to sit there with egg on our, on our face next Sunday night where we're like, how did this happen? How did we drop on the Green Bay? But what I will say is this, the Cowboys are a better team. And if this team wants to keep this, this little, like, little, uh, like I said, I think I said this a couple weeks ago. Well, like, when is it going to end? When is, when is, like, when are we going to stop having fear every week? When are we just going to accept the fact that the Cowboys are the one of the best teams in football right now? You know what I mean? And not just the defense. I'm talking to everything. When everything's clicking, who's stopping us, right? You get confident. Sometimes you get cocky. 
you can almost like in your head from history, right? History repeats itself. History saying, ah, Dak's at the podium. He's like, ah, we were feeling ourselves. You know what I mean? Like there could be those moments, but how do you feel yourself off a of bye? You know what I mean? Like off a of bye, this team's ready to rock and roll. Aiden, you feel the same way? You know what? This is this is a huge game for Mike McCarthy, in my opinion. And we don't really, I, my at least myself, I don't really know what to think of Mike McCarthy right now. I'm starting to buy into the train that Mike McCarthy is an underrated coach in this league and that he doesn't get the respect he deserves, which I think is true. At the same time, I mean, Mike McCarthy has the opportunity to end the Packers season in Lambeau in week 10. Before Thanksgiving. Love yes, that. the Vikings are seven and one right now, and I don't think a nine and seven Packers. I get the NFC's weak. I still don't think nine and seven is. It might sneak you into the playoffs, but they'd have to win out in order That's to make so, the playoffs. And that would mean the, the Vikings have to completely fall off the rails. Exactly. Right. So McCarthy has the opportunity to end the Packers season. Can he? The, the Cowboys are the better team. They should win. They should walk into Lambeau and embarrass this current version of Aaron Rodgers. If Mike McCarthy does that. I mean, we're talking about Mike McCarthy as a potential coach of the year candidate. If not, then we're back to square one with what in the hell are the 2022 a, Dallas Cowboys. It's a super important game. Like you said it, you just kind of alluded to it. And I'm kind of finished the thought on that. You don't win this game. You're six and three, right? Two weeks removed. Like you've had a bye. You lose to a, a poor Packers team. And now you're facing a seven and one, eight and one, you know, Vikings team and going into Minnesota and, and you're like, man, like six and three could get to six and four. So I think this game and going seven and two and just it, it means a lot more than we actually think it does. And I think the Cowboys know that. I think they know what's in front of them. I say that they look at that schedule and I'm not saying anybody's a walkover, but it doesn't get any easier. You got two games on two specific holidays being one Thanksgiving with the Giants, who I still think are frauds and the other frauds of the NFCs. You got them on Christmas Eve, the Eagles. Cowboys should just win the rest of their games and just shut up and call it a day. But, nice. <laughs> I mean, go ahead, Aiden. All I'm going to say is if the Cowboys win in Lambeau and it's a convincing Cowboys win, Packers miss the playoffs this year and Aaron Rodgers either retires or leaves the Packers. Can we point to this week 10 game and say that Mike McCarthy ended the Aaron Rodgers slash Green Bay dynasty? <laughs> I don't think there would be much argument there. And I would love you. that. You're giving you're giving way too much credit. You just you okay. Just it's called, not a no. It's not a dynasty. I was just gonna say you just you just called that a dynasty. They won one Super Bowl in our house, and apparently it had nothing to do with McCarthy, according to some Packers fans that I might see every day at my office. You know, like <laughs> oh my, we won that we won that Super Bowl ball despite Mike McCarthy. Like get the hell out of here. Stop it. Like you have to you have to just I don't know. You need coaching anyway. Um, it's Packer Week. You got a lot of coverage coming our way. Um, on this network. One last question. Kind of a rapid fire. The Cowboys are sitting at six and two. The Eagles are eight and zero. Oh, so that's eight games into a season. Tony, how many games do the Cowboys? How many can they win in their next nine? And how much will it take to win the NFC East? I think at minimum they're going to have to get to thirteen wins. I think you know. I think okay. they're going to have to be thirteen or four, which you know gives us two two so weeks of wiggle room. Three, a six and three ending. It would be a. No, it would be six and two, right? Because then we'd be 13 and four. We're six okay, and yeah, two I'm sorry, and six and yeah. Two, yeah, so I think we got to go, you know, only two losses over the next two. And I think you're right. There isn't a game that we're, we got on the schedule that we can't say, hey, we're going to be favored or we can win that football game. But, you know, you got the Vikings, you got the Packers, you get the Eagles, this Titans, you got games that they could drop. So I think if you want to be in the conversation for the NFC East, you got to go 13 and four, which means they can only lose two more times before the season's over. Aiden, you feel the same way? I'm 
almost in the I think the Cowboys can loot. Man, it's tough. I'm just going to real quick run through the Eagles schedule. It's Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. That is a cakewalk. Maybe they lose schedule. one or two. I, I think there's the potential. I think the potential exists that the Eagles walk into the playoffs as so a, we're going to slap that five seed right in the face. I think the Cowboys either have to win out or at most lose one game. If just because of the cakewalk of the Eagles schedule. And then you start getting into tiebreakers because both the Eagles and the Cowboys will have lost to each other, but not lost to conceivably anybody else in the division. I think the Cowboys, it's getting close to we need to win out because of the Eagles schedule. You don't think the Giants can play them tough twice? Do you? I don't. I, I don't have faith. I'm not betting game. on it. No, I don't have faith in the Giants, but like it kind of goes back to you see how the the Eagles play. I mean, this was Jalen Hurts' homecoming in Houston, right? And I mean, it was like, oh, okay. He kind of fumbled on himself. Like, like the game wasn't. I mean, the game wasn't overly impressive. I'm not a hater. I'm trying to shoot it straight, but like, yeah, the Eagles can be had, and they've almost been had a couple of times. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yes, they're going to lose. It's like how and when and what's going to happen. Are they going to stay perfectly healthy? Is Jalen Hurts going to still do this? And the team aren't going to figure out that RPO situation. The Eagles are, we're going to find out what the Eagles look like in the next couple of weeks. And it may not be really an opponent thing. It might just be a them thing. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, it is, once again, like I said, plenty of times, it's Packer week. Big, big week. We all circled this one on the schedule for Mike McCarthy's return. We just did not see this one playing out to the point where the Cowboys could potentially put a bullet in the proverbial head of the, of the Green Bay Packers. So we'll see if it happens. All right. So this will do it for another episode of the First and Ten Podcast. Be sure to please leave a review. Um, also, drop a comment. Also, follow all of us on Twitter. We're always tweeting uh, over there. Um, and, and like I said, it's it's going to be a very, very interesting week. So for Dave Sturcio, Tony Catalina, and Aiden Davis, this has been another episode of the First and Ten Podcast. We'll see you guys next week to break down the entire Dallas Cowboys and Green Bay Packers matchup. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.